Hey guys, it's Dave Chang here, host of The Dave Chang Show. You might hear me on with Chris Yang, Noel Cornelio, and a host of other guests. We've been on air for quite some time now, and it's changed over the years. But one of the things we always try to talk about is what's delicious, how to be a better eater. And you might hear me rambling incoherently, contradicting myself every five minutes. We talk about some sports and culture and all kinds of other things, too. I think we're the, the most expert opinions you'll ever hear about anything. Check us out if you haven't before on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to Recipe Club, where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. My name is Chris Yang, and I'm your host today. We've got a very exciting Independence Day spectacular. This is a very special holiday to me and to millions of people across the nation who will gather together to honor and celebrate the grand American experiment and Give thanks to our president, Bill Pullman, for leading the fight against our would-be alien oppressors. And, uh, of course, Randy Quaid, too, who was the first to discover the vulnerability in the alien ships. Um, I'm just kidding. I know that Bill Pullman is not our president anymore. And that for many of us, this is a very awkward time to be getting all rah-rah patriotic. You can call it American duality, but... I'm going to still enjoy a 4th of July barbecue this year while being extremely pissed about what's going on over on First Street in Washington, D.C. So on the brighter side of things, on the brighter side of the American spectrum, today's guest, Wedgie, who's joining us for this 4th of July Independence Day spectacular, is a national treasure. Wiley Dufresne, the mad genius chef behind WD-50 and Dew's Donuts, a lifelong upender of preconceived notions, a holder of strong, if questionable, opinions about spiciness and tomatoes, uh, and of course, a dear friend of all of us at Major Domo Media, is joining us today. We gave Wiley this old school bit of Americana to see what he could do with it, and I promise you, he does not disappoint. What Wiley does is, is pretty special, and if you'll allow me to really stretch a metaphor, I think the way he approaches this recipe shows how you can honor and respect the past without living in it. This recipe comes from our Discord server this week. We got a submission from Adam Carvel from upstate New York who brought us a recipe for jello salad, which, if I'm being honest, was a total head scratcher for most of us at Recipe Club, but remains an American classic nonetheless. Jello salads in general are these colorful, molded constructions made from packaged jello and studded with everything from maraschino cherries to nuts to olives to hard boiled eggs. They peaked in the post war 50s and 60s when people ate these without any sense of irony or nostalgia. And as Adam will point out, 
in a minute here. They may seem anachronistic now, but back then a jello salad was a sophisticated dish. They bear some kind of distant connection to the lineage of European dishes that are set in aspic or en gelée. And before you thumb your nose at it, hear Adam out and then have a listen to how Rachel Kong and myself manage with our own jello salads and then find out what Wiley did to his. And if you want to see our jello salads in all of their pale green glory, head over to the Recipe Club TV feed on Spotify, which is is new, or the Major Domo Media YouTube page to check out videos of all the cooking action. And then if you attempt it yourself, or if you have a jello salad laying around, please send us a picture on the Discord server or to the fixer at majordomomedia.com. Have a good 4th of July and uh, enjoy Wiley's crazy experiment. Adam, tell us about this recipe that you have brought to the club. So my name is uh, Adam Carvel. Uh, I'm from Lebanon, New York. The recipe is for my uh, grandmother's, uh, I think his official name is the lemon lime cottage cheese salad. It is a jello ring salad. Uh, she's probably, probably had been making it since the forties. Uh, she was born, I believe 1919, married by 1939 or so, had six kids. Uh, my mother was born 1948. She'll never let me get away with saying that, but <laughs> Jim, and that's been, that salad has been present in my mom's entire life. All right. So for the uninitiated, uh, what is a Jello salad? So, I mean, this particular one is a sweet Jello salad. This is uh, kind of crossing into you know it's almost half dairy in terms of you know the nature of it, and it was sort of of that '40s '50s era of the the sweet and savory Jello rings when when Jello would have been kind of a luxury. Like we see this ring now and. You know, we say, oh, this is sort of trashy, you know, and at the time it wouldn't have been, this would have been something to mm-hmm. show off. Like of, of everything about my grandmother, tra- you know, trashy is not, you know, how she would have seen this. This was kind of coming out of the depression, you know, this would have been a luxury item. It has maraschino cherries, expensive at the time, canned pineapple, expensive at the time. And, and Jello itself was, you know, more of a novelty as well. So this would have been something that they would have really, you know, made to show okay. off that this would have been something special. I'm going to make mine this afternoon, Adam. <laughs> and I okay. don't, I don't, I guess you got to, you got to even dumb it down even more for me. <laughs> okay. A Jello salad is not a bunch of cubes of Jello tossed in like a, a sweet dressing. It is a Jello mold. Correct. Yes. Molded Jello. Uh, this one is going to set very quickly. Uh, there's something sort of uh, chemical about the uh, the pineapple and the acidity and salt of the the cottage cheese. It really sets fast. So the warning is get as much of sort of the components together as you can. Once you got it all together, the components mixed um, sort of independently, it goes really quickly. I mean, it's, it's a, this is a four-minute thing once you've got it all prepped together. Um, it's going to be weird when it goes together because... It, it looks, you start with jello, you're like, yeah, I know what this is. I'm making jello. And then in goes the fruit and then in goes the cottage cheese. And next thing you know, you've got this alien uh, sort of uh, soup, you know, going. So you mentioned that your grandmother was part of the Home Bureau. This is a, the, the recipe card you sent us, which is uh, so charming, says it's a, another early Home Bureau recipe favorite. What is the, what is a Home Bureau? So around here you have Farm Bureau and you have Home Bureau. And I'm a member, I'm still a member of, of Farm Bureau. And it was kind of like Farm Bureau is when all the guys would get together and talk about farms. And Home Bureau is where all the ladies would go and do, you know, period stuff with the period. So a lot of recipe training uh, and, you know, things like uh, craft projects, things like we're that. Kind of a, we're kind of a Home Bureau. The recipe club's kind of a Home Bureau, I feel like. It's very much <laughs> like a Home Bureau, exactly. In fact, if we wanted to become recipe club slash Home Bureau. Uh, a way be better fantastic. name. Why don't we go with Home Bureau? That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, it, it captures everything. It's all the aspects of homemaking that used to be a gender role thing. And now it's a sort of an I 100% am going to steal Home Bureau. I'm, I'm afraid to say. <laughs> uh, what else would you have at these at these gatherings, these Memorial Day through Labor Day picnics? What else is going on besides the the Jello salad? What else are we eating? So there's always going to be upstate New York's always going to be white hot dogs. The, the snappy whites or snappy grillers. It's just a it's a version of 
uncured hot dog, Vienna Wurst. It's made with egg whites and lemon. It's very unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, the big brand up here is Hoffman, but there's it's not the only one. There's many others. Everything up in, in upstate New York is really hyper-regional, and we really are brand enthusiastic about everything, and every single city is different, where Syracuse and Rochester don't typically eat the same way, and then Buffalo to Albany is totally different, you know, and and we've got, you know, followings in, of, of things in this area, we're in the Syracuse area, that are truly like a 60-mile radius-specific practice, but it's everybody in that area doing it, so. Wow. Yeah. Um, what are you hoping to see Mr. Wiley Dufresne do with this recipe? I, I, I think that he's going to go off book, I imagine. But, you know, what sort of things are you hoping to see from, from our special guest? I think he's going to be able to see kind of the faults of it right away in terms of how loose this could be. In my case, you know, we, uh, we submitted the recipe to you. I did make a little adjustment to mine. I did add a little more gelatin to help it set up, but that was mostly because I was using kind of a, a real specialty ring mold for that. I wanted to make sure it was especially firm for it. Uh, without that, it's a little bit soft. Like it's shockingly soft. The one that my mother made, we made two different versions. My mother made one that was very loose and it's disconcerting. Right. It's, it's not firm. Jello should be jello jigglers. You know, you, you, you picture these really sharp cube corner edges and this is something that's just barely holding itself against gravity. You know, it seems like it constantly wants to, to flex away, which is ironic because this is then like a summertime salad that you put out in the sun and within 20 minutes in direct sun, this is, this is going to be liquid anyway. So this is, this is what we would consider like porch food, something that has to stay in the shade for sure, especially given the amount of dairy that's in it. (laughs) I'm also a porch food. I just need porch to be kept in sure. the shade for sure. Um, okay. Seems like you're surrounded by bottles. Last question here. Yes. Uh, I take it you work for a distillery I've gathered. You want to give us a little shout out for your for your business here? So, uh, yeah, my family owns and operates Old Home Distillers in Lebanon, New York. We are a grain-to-glass distillery. We make all sorts of products. We're a very small operation right now. We're only in New York, but um, we sell quite a bit in central New York area and stay very, very busy here. We do, I think, a lineup of nine standard spirits plus uh, seasonals as well. We're a farm distillery, so everything's from New York, um, and we grow quite a bit. For the uh, for the ingredients on the property here as well, we have a pretty pretty uh, uh, vibrant farm here as well too. Amazing! I uh, yes. I got to get up to Lebanon, New York. Then Adam, thank you for submitting this recipe. I am petrified. I feel like this <laughs> is going to be an abject failure. It's pretty warm here today too. So uh, I thank you for your submission, and I look forward to to seeing what happens here. I wish you all good luck. Welcome back to Recipe Club. We have, man, this is a special, special episode in so, so many ways. This is our July 4th, 4th of July, Independence Day episode with defending champion of Recipe Club, Rachel Kong, literary doyen, celebrated novelist, <laughs> Ivy Leaguer, my, my very good friend. And our special guest for today's episode is none other than one of America's most innovative, admired chefs. He made a, a global name for himself at, at the helm of WD-50. Dews Donuts. He's been on the DC show recently, celebrating, talking about his exploits in the, in, in the pizza game. But all of that, all of the accomplishments that Mr. Wiley Dufresne has, has amounted <laughs> over his years are meaningless once he has stepped inside this recipe club arena. He's, our, he's a rookie. He's a first-timer. Welcome, Wiley. Welcome to Recipe Club. Thank you. Excited to be here. Uh, Recipe Club thus far has been an exciting journey. I'm excited to share with you my uh, my doings. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get into everybody's doings. But before we get into everybody's <laughs> doings, um, what have you guys been, what's everybody been eating lately? Tell me, tell me something. Give me some, give me some highlights of, of recent eating and cooking life. Rachel, what, what about you? What do you got? Yeah, doyens oh, first. Sh- oh shoot! No, I don't know. I I literally just stuffed some toast in my face, um, and I have a, a steak in my fridge because I'm going to cook and eat that tonight with some potatoes and salad. Yeah, there you go, meat and potatoes yeah. lady. She's a meat and potatoes lady. All right. Nice. What about nice. you, Wiley? What have you been eating? Well, there's always pizza dough in my fridge. I just made a batch of pizza dough this morning. I'm trying a new technique, uh, so I'm I've got some dough sitting bulk fermenting in the fridge. 
Uh, last night, went to go see the Philharmonic on the Great Lawn in uh, here in Central Park, and Whoa. went with a couple of friends. And they wanted this. Our a, a, a fellow parent of my older, our older daughter Sawyer, brought this delicious Manchego uh, sliced uh, chorizo uh, giant sandwich. We sat on the Great Lawn, sat on the Great Lawn, drank rosé and ate ate Spanish cheese and hams. And it was, that was delicious. That was one of the best things I've eaten recently. It was was great. It's just like (laughs) the range of human experience. (laughs) It's just like between what you just described between the steak that's in Rachel's fridge. Here's, here's what I ate most recently, guys. This morning at 5.45 AM, my daughter came into my bedroom and jumped on me and this is a moment that both filled me with pride and a, a seething anger at being awoken by this. She jumped on me, got right in my face and was like, I want dim sum. Oh my <laughs> God. Okay. It's not, we don't live in Hong Kong. It's not open right now. I can't do anything about that. Get the fuck out of here. Go watch That's some, awesome. go watch some Octonauts. Amazing. So most recently as just before we got on here, I stuffed some, some delivery dim sum in my face, but, um, well, have you watched old enough that show on yes, Netflix? I have. That's like the Japanese children going out on errands for their parents. Ruby could totally do that. <laughs> Send her out. I mean, I think in Japan you can like the, the kids like wear a little thing around their neck that says like, I'm a kid. Don't, don't mess with me and they get on a train and go somewhere i don't think ruby could like get in our car and drive to chinatown (laughs) pick up some dim sum and then come home but yeah i i mean i wish we lived in that japanese society where the kids actually do something where they were dog where they were kids wore dog tags is that what you're talking about (laughs) they were dog tags exactly uh so a little bit of a little bit of business going back to our our last visit with miss kong here Last time Rachel was on, we were in the world of wine and we made margarita sangrias. And uh, Rachel, I think you'll recall that Dave was talking about the last time he had had a sangria or a wine punch. And I think he pointed out specifically, he called this out. I want I want to fact check it with Wiley. Dave shouted out some sort of sangria or wine punch that you served at 71 Clinton. Yeah, there was sort of a rotating series of punches, sangrias, uh, that that the, the you know the one the bartender, the main bartender was one of the owners, Dennis, um, and he was always doing sort of fun, delicious. Yeah, so that's Man. that's accurate. I hate to agree with I hate to agree with the emperor, but he's right. Man, chalk another <laughs> one up for Dave Chang's memory bank. Incredible. Yeah, wow. uh, recently, Wiley, we had um, Rachel and I made these things for the club. They are. It's, it's, I don't know, Rachel, can you explain what, what we drank exactly? The margarita sangria? Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was white wine and tequila and some, some lemon juice, lime juice. Was that right? Yeah. And some, maybe like a garnish of cilantro, but we, uh. Dave Chang's new favorite drink. Yeah. White wine. Tequila. Tequila. A bottle and of. some citrus juice. A bottle of wine and a cup and a half. This was the, this is the, the this recipe mixed metric and imperial. It was a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and a cup and a half of tequila. And I'm, I'm going to tell you. Always a good idea to cross the, <laughs> to cross the yes. streams. Dude, definitely. This, this recipe crosses the fucking streams in a big way. Rachel and I were both like, I don't really like this. And then we were by like the end of the glass, we we're like, I really like this. And Dave <laughs> described it as unnervingly balanced. Balanced. No, yeah. no, like agave. No, no, no simple syrup. No, no sweet. It was, it was, it was, it was, an, <laughs> what was it, Rachel? It was a. It wasn't your sophomore year in college. It was after your junior year abroad, you came back. And right, drinking. right. This, this oh, I thought you were sort of describing the type of person that would be able to drink this drink. <laughs> it is. It is. That it was type not. Of a, it was not a freshman drink. It was, a, <laughs> it was not. Oh, no, more no, of an no, advanced no. drinker. No, no, no. That's amazing. So that was that's that's our, our past business. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about the 4th of July. American Independence Day and barbecues and picnics and hanging out with your family and scarfing sun-warmed potato salad and cakes <laughs> lined with red, white, and blue and ribs and pork and steaks and all of that, all of that stuff. And as we've been doing this season, we've been exploring listener fan-submitted recipes. This one we pulled off about the Discord, uh, our first Discord-sourced recipe. But before we get into this specific one, let's talk about the 4th of July. Rachel, growing up and now, how big of a deal was 
Independence Day barbecue? Uh, I love Fourth of July. It's really close to my birthday. So every year I think, oh, maybe this year somebody will bring out a cake for me to combine Fourth of July and my birthday. And then they never do and never happen. <laughs> that doesn't Chris, sound like a reason to like the Fourth of July. <laughs> no, but I just like it because I like the, you know, you kind of, I like the season. I like summer, obviously. It's a very accessible season. Um, but just, you know, like burgers and pulled pork and coleslaw. And I do like sun-warmed potato salad. Chris, you made a really good potato salad the other day. For Memorial Day. Well, that's right. What was in that? It was it was uh it was my QP QP potato salad with lots of um caramelized onion in it. That was Ooh, my, that's my yeah, game. That was good. It's my game. I mean QP is bacon. QP's a good start. Yeah. yeah. Just you could just have a spoon of QP out there. What about you, Wiley? What's 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 what? <laughs> if you're elected Miss America, what does Fourth of July mean to you? <laughs> um I actually tend to shine in the swimsuit competition, but uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, you know, it's actually growing up in New York City, it was, it's kind of cool because on the 4th of July, obviously the fireworks are involved. And they, it's, it, as, particularly as a kid, it's sort of a, an awesome, a very rare, sort of amazing phenomenon that they shut the FDR drive down and let, they would let us go onto the FDR to watch the fireworks in the East River. And so, uh, one of my best friend and I, we would go, you know, I remember going many, many years in a row with my buddy who lived in Peter Cooper, which is right adjacent to the FDR. But I just remember how fun it was to be standing on the FDR because obviously typically you're, you know, things are moving a million miles an hour, um, watching the fireworks. Um, there was never a, like a big to do, you know, about the food side back then. And then as I, as an adult though, we've enjoyed it. You know, we've been, we've had a lot of fun grilling sort of doing the very minus the sun warmed potato salad, but a lot of, like I, you know, grilling is fun. Burgers, dogs, corn on the cob. You know, some lots of frozen icebox cakes. Or you know, my wife is an amazing baker. She's made any myriad of delicious things. And and my mother in law is an amazing baker. Pies galore, sort of. So I, I, I mean, I think all that stuff is 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 a lot of fun. I I, I dig it, and uh, and I really, really, really like fireworks. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> You like you like admiring them, or are you a home fireworks person? Because there's like very few places oh. you can actually get like you can do fire firecrackers, right? Like it's basically California. You can't do it unless you just want to be PG. Oh, they do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, again in 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 Chinatown, it, you know, New York City. There's, I mean, that's more Chinese New York kind of thing where there's actually like you'll see an entire garbage can exploding with firecrackers and fireworks and stuff. But I, my mom loves fireworks. And so I think she sort of passed that, that enthusiasm of fireworks down to me. And then my mom's, my mom has three sisters. Her second uh, closest sister loves to uh, explode, blow things up. And so with fireworks. (laughs) And so that was also something that I came to appreciate and enjoy um, as, as a young person. Uh, I think the 4th of July is amazing. It's it's yeah. a very 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 fun holiday. Rachel and I we've spent a few together. Like yeah. I think there's like I have this this sense memory of you know climbing out of the pool and wandering over the grill and just being like out of breath from goofing around in the pool horseplay and then just like eating a burger with my hands still wet or whatever it is. And it's just like something so incredibly satisfying about it. You're pushing the limit on, on going back into the pool and not getting a side ache or whatever. And it's just like, I don't know. It, it is. I think it it's is, super fun. I don't fancy myself like a, you know, a tremendous Patriot per se, but I think it's like, a, oh no, it's yeah. a very good fun eating holiday, exploding holiday. It's, it's fun. <laughs> It's good for eating and exploding. It's one of those rare holidays that combines eating with exploding. Uh, And it's like not, I feel like the food is, you know, compared to Thanksgiving or something, it's not like you have the one meal and then you're just kind of sitting there feeling disgusting. It's more like that thing you described, Chris, of like getting to the pool, getting back out, thinking like, yeah, I'll eat some more. <laughs> and then doing that just throughout the the day and then wondering near the end of it, like, is this still safe? Like, is, has, is this food okay? Right, totally. You're like, <laughs> and eh, then, and then still eating it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We always eat it. Our favorite tradition, Rachel, is, is the game we play where one person stands behind the other. Oh my God. A, but Wiley, I don't know if you ever played this with your kids, but this summer on the 4th of July, have, have one of the girls stand behind you. You put a little whipped cream on your wrist and then you, 
you sort of like slap it back hey, over and the whipped cream comes with your yeah, forearm. You, you use, use one hand to stop the other as it flings up and the whipped cream flies up in the air in a parabola over your head and the person behind you has to try to catch it in their mouth. That's our favorite 4th of July game. We'll show you. Okay. And it's surprisingly easy. It's surprisingly easy and it's fun. Uh, that's not the recipe we're here to discuss today. <laughs> whipped cream wrists are not the, the recipe of the, of the day. We got quite a few submissions and I don't know if any of you guys have 4th of July dishes that have to be served, but we got, we got a good number of them. We got a, a squash, a gratin, we've got cheeseburger dumplings. We had a, a Wiley and Dave Chang favorite cold fried chicken was a suggestion for one of the recipes, but oh. ultimately Wiley, your, your heart was won over by a suggestion from user Husky Slacks, AKA Adam Carvel, his grandmother's lemon lime cottage cheese summer jello salad wiley yes what why did this one why did the cream rise to the top why did why why did you do this one uh well i mean again cold fried chicken off the table talked a lot about that in our lives both dave and i and you know i i have bad memories of jello things in aspic and stuff like that on one hand from my uh childhood and then i have a very fond I love the French version of you know, things en gelée, sort of. Um, and I just, I, you know, never made one. I mean, they're everywhere. They're ubiquitous, these, these jello salads. And I'd never really tried it. So I thought, let's give it a whirl, see how it goes. Uh, this was my first time. <laughs> I, said, I said to Rachel before we started recording, like, I have never even thought of jello salad. I mean, I know of it, but I've never like, given it any more thought than this. This is the first time I've ever imagined making one let alone made one rachel have you ever made a jello salad or had a jello salad this is my first time making one i had a different i had a jello salad i think the only jello salad of my life was um in iowa city and um yeah folks had made it for me and it was very sweet. It was like specifically for me. <laughs> they were like, Did you, you must refer try to them as folks because they're in Iowa City? Did you refer to them as I folks mean, elsewhere? I was just trying to gender neutral, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, uh, but it was this sort of tapioca thing in a bowl. It wasn't molded. It was tapioca and strawberries and very pink. And yeah, that was my first one. It was pretty good from what I remember, but there were other foods. And so I ate a lot of those <laughs> other foods as well. But this is my very first jello so salad. We're noobs. Wiley, are you were you a were you a Jello salad pro, a veteran of Jello salads? Had you had you, had you eaten them before? My step grandmother was was sort of not famous, more notorious for her jello y <laughs> creepy jello y you know, chicken in jelly like strangeness that I that I that I have a very clear uh, bad memory of. But I'd never made them. But again, I have I have made, you know, gelatinous chicken stock, meat stocks that are then clarified and then set with things. And like, so that's a type of jello salad. That's not what the French would call it, but but it is sort of the, the, the same idea. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting to me how this fine dining classical thing found its way into middle America and took a, like a hard right and went a very different way. Maybe not for the better. So you don't have like a beloved Jello salad that you were like thinking of and hoping for. No, no, no. This type of Jello salad I definitely have not had before, and hopefully never again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jello as a product, Jell O, Jell hyphen O, is has been around since the 1890s. Uh, Jello salads, from my my digging around, were. Uh, sort of the invention or credited to a woman who has unfortunately gone down in history only as Mrs. John Cook, who won third prize oh, in a oh. Knox gelatin sponsored cooking competition with what she called perfection salad. It was it was a oh salad in a gelatin mold. I think these things sort of peaked in the 1950s. Wiley's brought a couple of books, I think, uh, from from the era, I imagine. Um, and And to your point, Wiley, how this sort of like Mark of fine dining, the sort of cooking in aspic or angele, um, how it sort of translated into this. I was reading this New York Times article uh, Julia Moskin wrote about and, and quoted the, the historian Tony Tipton Martin, who talked about, say, who said that jellies and aspics connoted wealth and luxury because they were so hard to make. It showed not only that you had 
people working for you, but you had extra hands to make food that was completely frivolous. So these are frivolous in some senses, like the, the sort of like, if I have somebody who can harvest gelatin and, and make a, make an aspic, that means like I've got a cooking staff. I think in the 1950s, they meant something a little bit different than that. But the question for me, I've never had one of these. They keep them, they refer to them as a jello salad. The one that Rachel des- yeah. described was like a pink berry tapioca one. A lot of the ones you see are, have like salad composition, right? They've got like peppers and olives and eggs and stuff in them. Here's what I don't understand. And maybe you guys know, is the jello sweet in those jello salads that have like savory elements in them? Or is it a savory jello too? I thought jello comes sweetened. I mean, I don't know, right? That's correct. Yeah. I mean, store-bought jello, those are all sweetened. I mean, the jello mixes that I bought were sweetened. So when you, when you have like these like 1950s, like in those cookbooks that you've got, Wiley, are the jello salads all like you put tuna and peppers and olives and eggs inside of a lime jello? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Well, these books were put out by jello. So they're they, all, the re- all the recipes, all the recipes, you know, are, are having you use their product. They're not suggesting you buy Knox blocks and, and melt it down, um, you know. One package jello orange orange or orange pineapple gelatin. One packet lemon orange or blah blah blah. Yeah, jello brand gelatin is is typically pre-sweetened and also pre-soured. I mean, it's like the ones that were right, the, right. The, the lemon and the lime have a lot of, you know, citric acid in them. Why is it called a salad? Why is it called a salad? Salad course? Uh, I th- I think that that's some of it. It's placement in the menu in the in the meal. Um, I think that we think of salad currently as being leafy greens, but that's not always been the case. That that, that the word salad had, had has at times cast a wider net. I mean, think of chicken chicken salad. That's not right. Right. Tuna salad. Or potato salad. Potato salad. Yeah. It, it 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 it's placed in the meal. It's 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 a, a broader term. I see. But I still feel like jello salad is a very weird food compared to those. <laughs> right? Like when you say like tuna salad or chicken salad, I'm like, ah, I see it. I can see it. <laughs> but it's just like jello salad. I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, it was it was weird. But it's I mean, I feel like there's an element there of I don't know, it feels like it feels like sous vide in like the early two thousands or something, where it's like people became enamored of a technique. They're like, Well, it's this jello thing. Let's just like let's all do this. Let's all do this unnecessarily. Let's put hey, something hey, into hey. a mold. Easy, <laughs> no, easy, no, I don't mean, I'm easy, not, I'm not buddy. Poo-pooing sous vide as a technique yeah, you overall. Just, you just no. did very clearly uh, on the record. So I'm go easy. I'm poo-pooing the sort of like go easy. ubiquity of it. You disagree with me? You think yes. that like that, that sous vide was like used, like everybody who did it should have been doing it? No, but every time, I mean, that's the case with every movement. Chris, I mean, in, in almost yeah, any yeah. in almost any genre, it, it has a wave, it peaks, it has its expert practitioners, it has its very poor adopters and copycats. But this is my point. This is my point. This is I'm comparing the Jello mold movement to the sous vide movement. I'm sure there are some high <laughs> practitioners of the Jello salad, but then there are a lot of people who are just like, hey, I got a Jello mold, I can make this too. But it was popular, undeniably popular. Maybe less so now. I feel like this was also one of those things where like. If you're like a magazine editor, probably every five years you can be like, let's run that article about how jello salads are coming back. <laughs> like we can just do this whenever we want. There's some really cool molds. Are there? Ama- ama- that, oh, yeah. yeah amazing. There's amazing, amazing molds. Amazing stuff. Like truly amazing. Like spectacular. I mean, just so many good, good, so many oh good. Oh my God. Is that a Christmas tree? It's just amazing. Sort I mean, of. come on. It's just, so, is that wow. one, so the ones that are like tiered like that, Wiley, Wiley's showing a picture of like what looks like a two tiered jello mold, but that's just one big ass mold, right? Yeah. That's I, I, and I'm, and I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by that, you know, like how. Yeah. They're beautiful. I mean, that was part of my concern was would all this, would all the sort of mix ins settle to the bottom? Like, I'm a little fascinated how in those, those giant, crown molds they must be filled upside down and why don't all the inclusions sink to the bottom i don't i don't i haven't like i'm curious i, mean, I try to so i i will i i i had a technique that i thought would work with that in <laughs> i'll get Me into too. it when i talk about mine but i <laughs> i failed so last thing before we get into the specifics i think we got a lot to talk about when it comes to making this thing rachel you just saw those pictures and you said they're beautiful you think that or do both <laughs> of you see jello molds and think like beautiful yes I think there's some beauty. I don't think, oh, that looks delicious. I want to eat okay. it. I just think 
wow, someone really put some time into making this thing very interesting sculpture. I think that that's true. It's beautiful, not delicious. Okay, so our... Wait, Chris, to your question about sweetness, what did you think about our jello salad? Did you consider that like the one that we just made I and ate. Think was that sweet? I thought that, I thought the one we I think so so this brings us to the the transition here. Today's recipe I thought was absolutely just pure dessert. This is not a salad mm. to me uh, at all. I didn't I didn't think I could eat this mid-meal. I don't think I could eat this on the side of my ribs. I I don't I I saw this as purely sweet. So Adam Carvel from upstate New York wrote in and said, this jello salad got served to us at every picnic from Memorial Day through Labor Day, even made a comeback at Thanksgiving dinner. It is his grandmother's recipe. Uh, basically, you take one package each of lemon and lime jello, you mix it with hot water and then add pineapple juice, crushed pineapple, a pound of cottage cheese, uh, a cup of mayonnaise, evaporated milk, one of our favorites here on Recipe Club, walnuts and maraschinos and then you chill, chill it and set it in a jello ring that's the that's the whole recipe i spoke to him he was not submitting this in any sort of ironic way i think this this jello salad is a very special thing to him he ate a lot of this jello salad he gave me a couple of of tips around it obviously this thing needs to be unmolded he wor- he warned me that wait a uh, minute how come you got tips i did i wasn't giving any tips <laughs> That's bullshit. I, I, I'm, the, I'm the host, man. I always get the extra tips. I got a little extra tips. I'm what? always cheating, cheating, what? cheating. He he warned me. Okay, this is actually legitimately cheating. He was like, it's going to be really loose. So I always, he said he always adds like a little extra pack of unflavored gelatin, which I was like, why don't you tell what? everybody else that? That's that's messed up. What do you mean by loose? Like it, it, was, just, it, it was super loose. Very loose. Super loose. Why didn't he just add less liquid out of curiosity? I did add less liquid. Okay, <laughs> right, we'll get, get into, into it. it. <laughs> let's get into the real thing. So here's here's how I want to play it, though. Usually we let, the, we let our, our special guests go first, but I know I'm expecting Wiley went pretty far off book here, and I think that Rachel and I probably hewed a little closer to the the spirit of the thing. So so why don't you let why don't Rachel and I discuss our experiences, and then let's let Wiley take us into the uh, the great unknown of of gelatin play. Rachel, talk to me about Jello salad. I was pretty skeptical of this recipe respectfully it sounded disgusting (laughs) (laughs) and i i don't even i don't like lemon or lime jello like i for some reason i just gravitate to say a red jello or an orange jello it's the same with gatorade flavors Mm. i just prefer a red or orange it just feels like more (laughs) like a fruit or something so i was just really um apprehensive about the lemon and lime jello because like to me, it kind of reminds me of cleaning products. And uh, so I was nervous about that right right off the bat. All the other ingredients sounded bad, you know, just cottage cheese, mayonnaise, evaporated milk. I mean, it just, and it all looked disgusting, swirled together. Um, so I approached this with extreme skepti- skepticism, poured it into the bunt pan that I had, and... Yeah, I well actually so to back up, I didn't follow the recipe exactly. I didn't add extra water. Like I couldn't really strain out the pineapple mm. from the can. It was all just lumpy and Why a mess. Not? Well, I was trying to do it in the can, you know, and it was just all the chunks were falling out. I couldn't get the liquid separate from the pineapple. So I was just like, fuck it. And I just (laughs) threw the whole can in the thing and didn't add extra water. And I think that was good because it wasn't super loose. It was just Mm. like the right kind of consistency. So what you're saying is like what Adam suggests is that you strain the liquid out of the crushed pineapple. Right. Then supplement that to bring it to a cup of pineapple juice. And you were trying to do the the time-tested age-old method of mostly open the can, but keep your finger over it as you squeeze the liquid out. And I had the same thing where chunks of pineapples fell out. I got you. And it just, it didn't really work out. And so I thought, I'll just put this in and see if I need more liquid later. It didn't seem like it needed any more liquid after that. Um, And it filled the bunt pan exactly also. So I, I don't think you should add more liquid than that. And then I sort of poked in some cherries and walnuts like I kind of waited for the jello to set a little bit in the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the bottom and then like stuck my finger into the jello at various lengths um to try to get that studded that's you know studded whatever uh I tried outcome. to I tried to do the same thing and, Rachel I tried to wait 
Because yeah. I was like, Wiley, I had the same concern. Like, all the f- the the toppings are going to sink to the bottom of the bun pan, and it's just going to be a mess. So I was like, Yeah, let's wait until it sets a little bit, and then I'll plop some more shit in there that'll sit in the middle. But I like waited seven minutes too long, <laughs> so it oh, was no. like kind of already set. And as I like pushed the first one in with my finger, Rachel, I was <laughs> I like, Oh like... no, now there's just like a cherry sized crater in the middle of my. <laughs> My Jello mode. So that no, there's, that's impossible. Jello takes forever to set, so that it's sealed. It was. I, I bet that. I bet that crater's closed up over you itself. Think it yeah. So oh, like, I kind of like yeah. massaged it back into its its shape. So Gel- gelatin is a very slow set gum. It it, it it sets very slowly. So you have a you have a, a long runway with that. Technical question on that then, like. Once it's fully set, once I have like a firm, fully set jello, I imagine I can't like break it and then expect it to reseal. But if it's like somewhere gelled in between, mm. I can't expect those bonds to like form around or like set around something like what you're talking about right now. If it's like halfway set and like yeah, I break, I mean, bond, break bonds it. are not the right word, but yes, it, it will. Yes. Well, kind of. They are. They are kind of. You're right. Never mind. You win. <laughs> All right, Rachel, carry on. Carry on. Wiley's trying to get well, me. Well, yeah. I mean, that's then I, yeah, I, I let it sit overnight thinking this is a humongous thing. It's not going to be ready in a few hours as I was hoping. And I had it for breakfast today (laughs) (laughs) and, um, surprisingly better than I expected. Cause I was really just bracing myself for the worst, you know, like chunks of mayonnaise, a disgusting mushy thing that I would immediately throw up. Um, but it was, it was pretty good. I liked that it was like very pineapple forward. It didn't, tastes like so chemically to me like I that's just what I don't like about those lemon lime flavors is like how um I know they really taste like lemon lime flavor so I felt like that was that was nice uh but yeah it's not like a food that I would ever make again or eat again (laughs) unless somebody lovingly prepared it for me (laughs) yeah I, I think that that's that's totally fair I had I had a pretty similar experience on my end I think I'll say what I loved about this I actually, I'm, I, I gravitate toward the red and the orange as well. But when I mix that mm. lemon and lime, here's, here's an amazing <laughs> thing that happens when you pour like lemon and lime powdered jello mix into the bowl. You're like, this is white. When is this going to turn? And then you pour water on yeah. it and then it becomes like slimer green. It's amazing. And yeah, that was amazing. I'll be honest. I, I smelled that and I was like, this smells amazing. <laughs> like lemon lime <laughs> jello smells incredible to me. I think that I really liked lemon lime with i bought like the fancy maraschino cherries like i think cherry and lemon oh. lime were really delicious together i thought that was a nice match i oiled my bunt pan or whatever and it came out with like without a problem i i unveiled it i loved flipping it out i thought that was mm-hmm. that was very cool to see this thing it was it was objectively really it was beautiful it was nice to see even though like the cherries had sunk to the bottom look like weird bruises on my <laughs> lemon lime <laughs> jello mold like i thought it was really fun to unveil it and generally speaking i really do like i like the notion of mixing dairy in with the jello like i like a i like a like a, a dairy product set with gelatin like i think panna cotta is delicious and i really think that like jello by itself sort of sucks and i think like that creamy yeah. fattiness is is really nice with it. So like I was looking forward to that. This thing I mean, you're getting close to pudding at that point. You know? It's you're getting close to pudding. You're you're getting close to pudding for sure. But I liked like the fruit element too, like with that same thing. And I, I think that like I was skeptical approaching this because it contains some of my least favorite things: uh, <laughs> walnuts, uh, mayonnaise, like walnuts? Uh, mayonnaise as dessert. <laughs> like and and like I'm not huge on cottage cheese, so it was like. It was it was it was a handicap from the beginning. Texturally, the end product was like strange. <laughs> it's like stringy pineapple, little flecks yeah. of softened walnut. You know, the, the cottage cheese doesn't dissolve or anything. It's still just like little no. chunks of of cheese curd or whatever. And then you've got these like occasional cherries. Here's the thing that like I couldn't I couldn't do. Like I I like the mayonnaise fucked me up, man. Mayonnaise really <laughs> fucked me up. Like I could, I know that people say like, I love mayonnaise. I love, I really like mayonnaise a lot. Did you use QP? I didn't use QP. I did not use QP. Okay. In this. Thank God. I you did. <gasps> oh. oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, let me ask you guys this before I get into my thing. Is mayonnaise savory? I mean, I feel like QP undeniably yes, but like a regular mayonnaise, 
I would also say yes, but maybe slightly less. So, Wiley is is mayonnaise savory? I mean, if I think when there's the when there's the right amount of like mustard and vinegar or lemon juice, yes. But QP doesn't have any of that, so QP is a little sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But it's got, it's MS, got MSG. But it's got MSG in yeah. it, which is right. why I chose it. I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't mean to jump the gun here. After <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hurry up so we can get to yours. But I, I mean, there's a thing. There's I, it might just be like a, a sort of cognitive association, right? Like mayonnaise means something to me. That is not this. And like, I could just taste it. I could taste it in, in like not every bite, but like every other bite. And there was something like, I don't, I don't know, like the, like the best foods mayonnaise I had that was made with canola oil. Like, I know that's a neutral oil, but I feel like cold and raw, like it tastes of something like, I don't know if it's egginess or mm. there's just something about it that, that bugged me. And like, actually I thought if there weren't the mayonnaise, and I fully cop to the fact that this might just be in my head, if there weren't mayonnaise, I might have really genuinely loved this thing. Like if there was, and I don't quite know, and like Wiley, like I'll just let you take over from here, but like I wasn't sure what the function of the mayonnaise was. Was it like the fat? I don't think there's anything happening to like the texture from the mayonnaise. I'm just, I was confused about why mayonnaise exists in the Jello salad. I think mayonnaise makes it a salad. Is that it? Kind is that of. the only reason why mayonnaise is Maybe in there, that's though? what it is. Perhaps. You know, Wiley, you were talking about like potato salad, yeah. tuna salad, chicken salad. Oh. Mayonnaise makes it a salad. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it wasn't meant to be a dessert, though it leaned heavily into dessert territory. The mayonnaise probably was an effort to swing it mm. towards the picnic table. I see. All right. So it's just like... So, so I mean, that makes sense then. That's the reason why I didn't like it. Because I was like, this isn't dessert. <laughs> it's just like somebody somebody accidentally put mayonnaise on top of my strawberries instead of whipped cream. Like, it's basically like the vibe I got. It was just I like mean, a real, you know, like, They do put may mayonnaise in cakes is not an unheard of thing, you know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, I, I overall, for me, I, can't, I, won't, I won't make this again. I would maybe mess around a little bit more with like gelatin fruit dairy desserts but i i don't know this was this was very confusing to me wiley take us through your journey um so <laughs> your doings <laughs> I, my doings i so I, I you know i got all everything i went shopping got all the ingredients i did go with qp um i did successfully hang the crushed pineapple so that i harvested the the recipe said if you couldn't get enough juice from the pineapple to add, make the difference up in water to get to the one cup. I had just the right amount when I hung the, hung the pineapple for half an hour. Um, so I made it exactly the way to, to get a, a, a baseline. Wait, what, what are you saying you did? You hung the pineapple? What does that mean? What are you saying? I strained the pineapple. Oh, you hung the... Okay. I strained it, you know? <laughs> I've had COVID very recently, guys. I thought you just like tied a pineapple up in your... <laughs> Your house just catching the drips. Yeah, I bought a pineapple like six weeks ago, and I and, <laughs> and I and I and I and I tapped it like a maple tree. Oh yeah, shit! I forgot why this is Wiley's the opposite part. of Dave Chang. Yeah, I forgot why he's part effort. of that slow juice movement. He's just like, yeah. yeah. I tapped the pineapple and 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 very slowly, and it should be should be no. I I just you know it's the, I I strained it. I'm sorry. Got it. It's a got it. Got it's it. a kitchen got term it. when you hang something to gotcha. release, you separate the solids and the liquid. So so I followed the the recipe to the T. I was I was concerned that it would be loose, so I chilled everything except obviously for the warm water. I I tried to keep everything else pretty cold so that it would set somewhat fast um, or, or 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 sooner. I toasted some walnuts. That was my my one deviation, oh. and I bought some nicer maraschinos um, as well. Better maraschino cherries. I bought some Luxardo maraschinos, which yeah. are delicious. Uh, so delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I did that. You know, warm the water, dissolve the Jello uh, in it, put everything in a bowl, and it was really, 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 really loose. Like mm. to then just like it was it was. It was beyond like heavy cream pourable. It was super pourable. So I put it in an ice bath and and cooled it and stirred it and cooled it and stirred it. Um, I didn't have a proper jello mold. I ha uh, I used uh, silicon cubes, like uh, 
squares and, oh. and made like little jello squares. You did oh what? Gosh. You made like little bricks. Amazing. Yeah. So I poured it into a into the mold. I should have had the mold. I'm sorry. They're they're in the other room. But so I poured the jello into the molds, you know, sort of spread a spatula over it, and then I pushed a cherry into each one because they oh. were they were like little squares. And then I then I pushed some more walnuts into each each one. Um and then oh I God. had a I had a bunch of the liquid left over and I put that in the fridge. The bowl set before the cubes did because the the silicone is a bit of an insulator. So I came back and I tried a, a scoop of this Jello mix, and I I, I really didn't like it. Uh, texture, <laughs> text, texturally, texturally, it was really off putting because the way the way the the cottage with cottage cheese I love I love cottage cheese, but when it got the slightest bit warm and wet, it sort of started to break down a little bit, so it got very grainy. And the way it sort of commingled with the crushed pineapple, it texturally it was very unpleasant. It was unpleasant. So <laughs> I put it in the blender, the whole thing, and I oh. I blended it. Sir, the bowl of stuff or your cubes? The bowl, the bowl okay. of stuff. Bowl. I blended it, um, the whole thing, and then I put it in my KitchenAid. Oh, really quick, really quick, Wiley. Did you have were there walnuts and cherries in the bowl stuff or no, no walnuts and cherries? No. Okay, okay, okay. That's an important that's an important thing to note. Thank you. There were no cherries, neither cherries nor walnuts in the bowl. So I blended that and and made jello salad on glaze, poured it, <laughs> poured it into my KitchenAid, turned it on with a paddle, and then I dumped a bunch of liquid nitrogen into it and I turned it into ice cream. <laughs> Because oh wait, that's not unheard. Like gelatin is like a traditional stabilizer for ice creams, right? That's like a pretty sure, sure. common thing. Okay. So I turned it into ice cream and I was like, it's, I'm going to make a sundae because it's cherries and walnuts. So I went and I bought some uh, salted caramel coated <laughs> cashews and I bought some almonds coated in dark chocolate. I whipped wow. up some cream with some vanilla and I, I, I turned it into ice cream. I put it in a, two scoops in a bowl, whipped cream. Nuts, 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 chocolate syrup, and then a couple of cherries on top. And I turned it into a Sunday, Fourth of July Sunday. Wiley. And was it delicious? It was pretty good. I, I will I will say, loath as I am to agree with Chris, the off-putting part was that I could feel the mm. the mayonnaise in the ice cream. There was this mouthfeel that was mm. not quite right, but it was decidedly better than whatever <laughs> it was in its first incarnation. Um, but yeah. that's the, that's like, I wanted to make it once to understand the dish and then I was going to revisit it. And as I was revisiting the jello, I was like, uh, this, this, I have to change the texture. So I blended it and then I, I turned it into ice cream and it actually, it made very nice ice cream because I, in my head, I'm like, it's got evaporated milk. It's, it's got a decent amount of fat from the cottage cheese. It's got obviously fat from the, from the mayo. It's got a lot of sugar from the, uh, from the jellos. It's got some you know, a little bit of the sweet sour thing with all that citric acid that's in there and the artificial lemon and the artificial lime flavor. And it was a nice color. It was like sort of that like pale mm -hmm. mint green once I mm -hmm. blended it. And I mean, I made two beautiful scoops and uh, I, it wasn't, it was, a, it was an improvement for sure. <laughs> but I think that, that I, it was just, I don't know. It was, it, it I churched it up and it came out pretty good, but I, I could do it. I'd, I'd be interested to do it again and cut the mayo out and see, see what would happen. So a couple of questions. First of all, did you try the, the molded ones? What did you think of like the straight ahead? You didn't like the straight ahead version, right? I just texturally, I found it very disappointing. Yeah. Um, flavor wise, it's, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's, you know, it's lemon, lime, pineapple. Like you said, the dairy, I, I like all of those things. Um, I love maraschinos. I love nuts sort of in, 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 in all. I don't usually like nuts in things. Generally, I like to eat nuts. I don't on their own. I don't like nuts in things. I don't like nuts in cookies. I don't like nuts in brownies. I don't like nuts in cakes. So I didn't love the, the walnut in it. But when I turned it into the sundae, it, it made sense. If you just cut. Okay. So if you were to remake this, like this is the, this is the essential question for me, <laughs> like, if I just don't add a cup of mayonnaise, maybe I replace that with just a little more liquid or something. Like, yeah, sweet is that, condensed is anything milk, happen? like a little Ooh, more evaporated milk, a little condensed milk, something like, is anything different going to happen? No, right? Like to the dish. Yeah. Other than it won't have mayonnaise in it. Well, it won't have mayonnaise, but it, I, I mean, 
my thought was it was leaning sweet anyway. So the other thing that I thought was interesting was it had no salt in the recipe. So I did, that was the other deviation was I added some salt to, to the, the jello because it was meant to be savory and I felt like it was going to be sweet with all the ingredients. Um, I think if you took out the mayo and put something else in there, yeah, I mean, I think it would be, a, it would be an improvement. I mean, I agree with you, Chris, that the mayo gave it, uh, a, a weird, like not a slick and like a thing it's in the there. mouth. It's, that wasn't it's, just, quite it's, right. it's just definitely there. <laughs> and like every time you sense that it's there, you're like, this shouldn't be here. This is like not, this is making it a little bit worse. And I stand by QP as a choice. I think that was the right choice, but hmm. I don't you know. This it, is like Rachel. It made a fine, it made a decent ice cream for sure. <laughs> This is like Rachel. We've like invited Wiley over to our our house for dinner, and he's come over and he's like brought a beautiful Crokenbush, and then he's done all the dishes, and, he's, and we're just yeah. like, Wiley, you shouldn't have. What are you doing? Why did you you've you've outdone yourself here? You, you <laughs> motherfucker made ice cream. I know, and I'm just imagining the cubes. They sound so adorable. You could make an igloo. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could stack them up. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, Can I ask the question that I'm sure is on listeners' minds around the world? Wiley Dufresne, are you just confirming everybody's suspicions that you just have liquid nitrogen laying around at your house at all times? <laughs> are you just living the Wiley Dufresne cliche? <laughs> no, I had to go get some. Okay. Where does one do that? <laughs> <laughs> the liquid nitrogen store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> liquid nitrogen are us. Liquid nitrogen depot. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that that's that's basically that that's the whole thing in a nutshell. I think Rachel, you're you're not you were not a huge fan. Let me ask you this: this thing makes a whole a whole <laughs> lot of Jello salad, and we don't like uh, one of the, one of the things we try to reduce here on Recipe Club by doing one recipe and not three is reducing the amount of leftovers. What are you going to do with the rest of yours? Well, I've been trying to find some friends who like jello salad and it's been very difficult. I will say that. So I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I like I unmolded mine and then I was like, I can't store it this way in my fridge. It's on like a big ass plate. So I like re-unmold <laughs> I put the bun pan back on it and inverted it back into the bun pan. And right now it's tucked in my fridge just waiting for a future life. Wiley, did it did your family eat any of this? We all we all participated in the sunday yes was there any was there any were there any outright fans of this thing no no, <laughs> no. no. um everybody thought it was okay i mean it, and it was okay it was it was it was it was better up front and then as it's you sort of let the mm -hmm. the, the mayonnaise sort of pass over you it changed <laughs> in a way that and pass through you, yeah. It wasn't, it, it, it just, it, it left a strange, like, again, I I have had cakes with mayo, mayonnaise in it that are great and you don't feel it, you know, because the flour obviously is is engaging with the oil and the fat in a very different way. But this, this I think that's where, like, if we're going to fine tune the recipe, maybe that's, that's one place to do it with reducing down the mayo, eliminating the mayo. It was, it was really loose, but that, I mean... I couldn't believe how loose it was, but the, it, it's two cups of liquid per packet of Jello, and it was a cup of water, it was a cup of pineapple juice, it was a cup of evaporated milk, and a cup of mayo. So that's that's where the, I mean, that was accurate. He was he's he was accurate at least insofar as following the the ratios on a on a box. Right, because the box is basically two to one, right? Liquid to to gelatin, and this is. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I don't know how much. Or two cups it, for every packet of Jello, or whatever. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Two cups of liquid, and he had the liquid in four four different forms. Right, one two form packs. of which was mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Good God! He doesn't actually say how um, big the package should be, though. I I texted you about this. You Chris. did ask me that. Uh, yeah, there are like two sizes of Jello at the store. I think a smaller one and a which slightly you bigger up, one. Did you end up using the smaller one? I had smaller, obviously, because I was like, I don't want to eat this much Jello. <laughs> Well, that might be, I mean, I, I just went with the one that had two cups on the box because that's oh, what was the mm -hmm. amount of liquid was required. Was, you would your brain. Yeah. Well, no, but you, uh, you know, Rachel, you said that yours was not as, as loose. Like mm -hmm. my first yeah. observation was, wow, this is really loose, which is why I put it in an ice bath and stirred it for a good 30 minutes to let it partially set because it was unwieldy to pour yeah. into the mold. It was, you know, particularly as I was trying to fill, like almost trying to fill like an ice cube tray, which was hard. 
Maybe that's why Chris and mine, the jello was hardening a little bit so we could push our, our nut meats inside. <laughs> that's maybe, a difference. maybe don't say any of those things again. But... <laughs> Rachel and I are always trying to find a place to push our nut meats. <laughs> I am. Um... Holy shit. Uh, I did a fun side thing. You want, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a little, uh, useless corner here. So I was thinking about Jell-O. Jell-O's a, Jell-O's a misnomer, right? Because I was trying to search for... At first, I was going to order my Jell-O for delivery through Whole Foods or something. And I realized like, oh, I can't search for Jell-O. There's no way they're going to have Jell-O brand Jell-O there. So then I was like, what do you search for if you can't search for Jell-O? You have to search for like gelatin dessert or something, dessert powder. But then I started looking up... I was thinking about misnomers. Like in other words, uh, Rachel, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's like one form of misnomer is when people use the brand name of something to speak for the larger category, Kleenex instead of tissues, right? right? Then I came across this mental floss article. Here are some, I, I, wanna, I wanna see if you, any of you are wowed by the same things. Here are a couple of misnomers that I didn't know were misnomers. Seeing eye dog, misnomer. According to mental floss, it's only a seeing eye dog if it's been trained by seeing eye of Morristown, New Jersey. What? Yeah. Who knew? Who who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Here's another one. Popsicle. Popsicle's owned by Unilever. And they That's suggest true. they suggest that you call other generic frozen pops pops, ice pops or freezer pops, but not popsicles. And the last one that surprised me was Realtor. I knew that. Realtor is a brand what? name. You have to be a member of the National Association of Realtors to call yourself a realtor. Otherwise, you're a real estate agent. What's the difference though? I don't fucking know. <laughs> anyway, that's that's our fun nonsense. All right, last question on this before I before we move on. Wiley, Rachel, you guys see any hope for a Jello salad resurgence after making this one? Like a, a broader resurgence? Any use for this on the July Fourth table? Uh, Doyen's first, right? Oh God. Well, I think you know we're gonna bring it back, and also. It might come back with TikTok, you know, or Instagram or something. I feel like it's a very visual food, Wiley, as you've shown us through these cookbooks, you know, it's, it's really colorful. And, uh, I, I feel like someone on TikTok is gonna, if they're not already, they're going to make some jello salads and get millions and millions of views. That's going to suck. And all those people should listen to recipe club. <laughs> We started it. Wiley, what do you think? We started it. Does this, some form of this have a place in our society? Yeah, like fraternity hazing, like you have to do a jello salad shot or something <laughs> like that. Um, I, I I don't see it making a comeback. I'm sorry. There, I mean, on a dare, I could make a, probably a, a better tasting one, but it's just not super delicious. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, I, I, I can appreciate the beauty of sort of the suspension and all of that. And, 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 and it does harken back to a different time, but I, I don't know that we're, that there's a hole in the, in the, in the, in yeah. the can culinary <laughs> canon right now, because we're, we're not <laughs> eating more yeah. salads. I feel like somewhere, somebody somewhere, I mean, for sure, somebody's going to write it and be like, you guys just didn't eat my jello salad. I make a wonderful sophisticated campari salad with blah 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 and it's just the thing is like i don't i think that the ceiling for this is such that there will always be something else i would rather eat on fourth of july so that's that's the that's the jealous oh, fourth of july it's definitely not coming back no oh, way yeah. no way <laughs> All right, so it's definitely not coming back. No. All tater right. tot, tater tots. We're like, st- get a go, 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 get out. We're we got this. We got this. Tater we're tots. good. Or or tater tots making an appearance on your Fourth of July barbecues. Oh, why not? Wow. Absolutely, sure. Interesting. You're allowed to use the oven on the Fourth of July. I didn't know that. <laughs> it doesn't just have to come off the grill. You can use multiple uh, heat sources, as I as I understand it, but. Mm. I just like to, I, like I said, I use the sun to warm my potato salad. Mm. Can you imagine a jello shot with cottage cheese, curds? Just <laughs> I mean, when you heads. mix this thing, though, like for sure, yeah. I mean, just, let it be said here at the end of this podcast, <laughs> when, Yikes. like the, the, the thing that's like unspoken is like when you mix this and right before you pour it into the bowl, like 
there is nothing that looks more like vomit than this mixture before you put it into no. the mold. It is gnarly. So, oh my god! And once I like started getting thicker over yeah. the ice bath, <laughs> oh, and trying smokes. to pour, trying to pour it into this cube, this ice cube tray, it was not. It was Holy not. Smokes. It's so it was not leading with a visual that was helping its cause. You know what I mean? If we, I do like this color though, like that kind of light green pistachio kind of color as an, yes. I, I agree that as an pistachio ice cream it probably just looks beautiful I'm sure as an ice cream yeah. it looks really nice like a sundae it looked yeah. great it looked visually yeah. it was I mean and it was actually texturally right on like right on the texture was really nice really nice alright so make an ice cream sundae out of this thing uh, next week we are back with Brian Ford who uh, has been our most reliable shot caller he asked for Honduran quesadillas and I think he got the ones he wanted. Um, we will share this recipe for anybody who wants to uh, try their hand at it. Anybody up there, <laughs> jealous salad fans, or anybody who wants to try this without the mayonnaise, or anybody who wants to prove us dead wrong? Maybe we're totally wrong, and like this thing is amazing. If there's any TikTokers out there who uh, <laughs> to want to tick TikTok this, we will share the recipe on YouTube and in the Discord. So sign up for that at majordomomedia.com/discord. Share your versions, and um, we are going to be posting the videos on Spotify as well. I think they're going to be under a Recipe Club TV feed, so jump on there as well. And then head over to the YouTube if you don't want to do that. You're going to see Rachel's doings, Wiley's doings, and my own doings. by the time this airs, it'll be the week before um, Fourth of July. I know Rachel, you're not going to be celebrating with me this year. Where are you going to be for Fourth of July? I'm going to be in Istanbul. She's going to be in Istanbul once. I'll definitely eat some grilled meat or something. Constantinople. Wiley, you got Fourth of July plans? Uh, I'll be in North Adams, Massachusetts, up at uh, Tourist Welcome. Big, uh, right big, by Mass Mocha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! Going up there with the bunch of my uh, wife's family for for a fun experience should be great i have a lot of family up there too and i recommend jack's hot dogs to you okay little chili dogs done all right so that is all give this podcast please give this podcast five stars on the spotify app or wherever you're downloading and listening to this thing subscribe to our youtube channel sign up for that or subscribe to the recipe club tv feed and uh i don't sign up for all the things that i've talked about just do it like oh it's so hard i'm so busy i can't sign up for these things that will deliver joy and jello to my ears and doors joy and jello <laughs> just do it please right. god oh oh wait wait what's up rach my friend colin my friend colin says uh his grandma makes this recipe and it's called jello joyce so joy joy and jello is not not so far off makes from this, this particular this... recipe well, it's it's a similar thing. He says cottage cheese, lime jello, etc. Yeah. Jello Joyce. Joy Jello. Jello Joyce. Joy Jello Jello Joyce. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Bye.